non-binary persons, gentlemen and ladies, Mia the Ghost Duck, and the Ghost Ducklings. This podcast discusses casino gambling. Whether in the stock market, cryptocurrency, or a casino, please do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose or need to pay bills. The past performances of our host or guests are not indicative of future results. If you feel you have or may have a gambling problem, contact a problem gambling hotline in your area. If you don't know how to contact a problem gambling hotline to obtain help, you may send an email to help at casinocombat.com and we will find that information for you and make sure you have it. It is our host's intent to provide fact-based information as accurately as possible. The names of guests and individuals encountered by our host are changed to protect their privacy and to entertain you. While this is reality podcasting, sometimes events that happen to our host are not interesting and do not affect his financial outcomes. Such items may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. It is, it's me, it's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler. If I go crazy, then would you still call me Superman? Welcome to episode 67 of our Casino Combat Podcast, everyone. I am TRG, and I am once again coming to you recorded live from the Casino Combat Studios in Parts Unknown. No one has ever called me Superman, that's for sure. But the Legends of Lehigh did call me Blackjack Jesus once while we played at the Borgata in Atlantic City. The big news in the Casino Combat Galaxy this week is that Inner Circle member and podcast contributor East Coast Emissary is joining us in the virtual VIP lounge at the end of the podcast to share some of his stories about his adventures and experiences with Casino Combat. One of ECE's excellent contributions to the squad are a set of flowcharts or decision trees for helping you use and understand TRG wagering systems 1 and 2. If you'd like to download a copy of those charts, send me an email via trg at casinocombat.com, spell combat with a K, of course, and in the subject line of the email, put the two words, send chart. Fred, the podcast email bot, will promptly send you a reply with a download link. In addition to hosting ECE in the virtual VIP lounge, I'm going to do a Gambling with Gabriel segment today. That segment will be craps adjacent. But what I'm really going to do is use an exercise Gabriel and I did last week as a jumping off point to discuss an aspect of what he and I do that I think would benefit a lot of people. We're also going to have a moment of casino wisdom. I have a fun and simple new casino wisdom to share with you. Nothing major, but something quick to lighten things up a bit and maybe increase your profit margins from time to time randomly or protect your winnings. As we almost always do, we will have a travel segment. I didn't go very far last week, but the results are significant to the end of the month of September, and I have some observations from the start of the new month for you as well. That part of the segment should be very quick, and then since we have a guest in the virtual VIP lounge, I will break down the results of the month in that segment as well. So there's the battle plan for the episode. Guardian and the Jet have not checked in yet. So let's do some Gambling with Gabriel. Last week, Gabriel and I did an impromptu text session that spanned an hour or two. The background for this is that after over a year of learning the game of craps, Gabriel feels like he has his throwing motion, dice sets, and his preferred approach to betting sorted out for the most part. And I tend to agree. His consistency when he throws is impressive. 
The dice land pretty much the same place every time. They land light, and they settle quick. His motivation for the conversation was a desire to further refine his buy-in amount, as well as his positive and negative exit points, in an effort to transition from learning and winning sometimes to more consistently winning money and getting out of the building, even if that means less points and tax-free, free imaginary money in the process. Gabriel has developed a very conservative craps wagering system that keeps him at the table having fun and earning points and tax-free imaginary money for extended periods of time. It includes progressive wagering concepts, but not really any regressive wagering concepts, not really any increase in his bets after a loss. In the course of our discussion, I offered some potential modifications that would incorporate those types of wagers while at the same time reducing his risk early in a session, thus enhancing the conservative aspect of what he's doing. In fact, I liked it enough that I may try that approach out when I have a chance the next few times I play. That's the background for the discussion. But I'm not doing this segment today to talk about craps or blackjack or roulette or baccarat for that matter. I want to talk about something more important. I want to talk about the importance of what Gabriel was doing, something critical to any form of gambling success, planning before gambling. Before I talk about what I think should be involved in a gambling plan, let me give you an illustration of something that is not, in my opinion, a gambling plan. Often, in various online groups and forums, I see people discussing their gambling plan, put that plan in air quotes, before going to Las Vegas. It usually goes something like this. Decide how much money you can afford to lose gambling on the trip. Divide it into envelopes for each day. And when you arrive, put all the envelopes in the safe in your hotel room. Each day, take only one envelope out of the safe. Gamble with the money in the envelope and have fun. And when it's gone, regardless of whether that is an hour or 12 hours, you are done gambling for the day. It's time to do something else. That's not a gambling plan. That's a plan on how to enjoy losing money. And that's fine. I'm not against gambling for entertainment. But that's what this is. And I'm not looking down on people who do this. I'm really not. But this is not a gambling plan. This is a losing plan. This is a plan on how to lose. If you are going to attempt to gamble for a profit rather than for entertainment, you've got to have a plan. And that has to include a plan for winning, ideally winning cash, but at minimum winning comps, benefits, and gifts. And this whole discussion could have been a wisdom, I suppose. Something like failing to plan is planning to fail or something like that. But I wanted to stay away from that. Other people who teach gambling have used similar things. I want to stay out of their lane. And it could have been a core concept segment, honestly. The core concepts of Casino Combat are, in fact, a solid plan for approaching a gambling session. Learn a game. Decide on a wager size and calculate an appropriate bankroll for those wagers. Have a wagering system that includes both progressive and regressive components. Have an amount of money you intend to try to win and then leave. Or if you lose, keep the loss small and have a player's card for the casino so that if you have a losing month, you can make up the losses with comps and gifts. That is a very solid gambling plan. A plan that I used for decades and still use to this day. Gabriel is the angel messenger of casino combat. He often interprets my visions about the game of casino gambling. So since we engaged in the exercise of creating his own core concepts for approaching craps, I felt that his segment was the best place to present these ideas. Gabriel was refining his goals for money won and money lost based on over a year of learning the game to an expert level. He was defining what his bankroll should be to accomplish these goals. If you are not already doing this type of detailed planning for yourself, I encourage you to include it in your process. 
and as Gabriel was doing, to review and refine that plan from time to time. Also, planning some afternoons each week or each month at the craps table at a local casino is different than planning an overnight trip at a casino or a trip to a gambling destination. And in my opinion, the plans for a trip to a gambling destination should involve a great deal more than just planning your bankroll and how you're going to handle yourself at a single table. To illustrate the idea of planning past the table or local visit level, let me give you some illustrations from my life. Last December, I took a trip to Las Vegas. I wanted to see a place I love through the lens of the pandemic and also wanted to reach tier three of the Caesars reward system to get my resort fees comped for the rest of that year and the following year, which is this year. Mrs. TRG, the young squire, and myself planned hotels, meals, and expenses, as well as gambling, to make sure that I would meet that goal. We included time in that plan to visit the Tropicana Hotel and Casino because it is the only My Choice property on the Strip, and My Choice is a brand we are very involved with. That planning set up room and food comps for a future visit to the Tropicana. Accomplishing the goal of reaching Caesar's third tier allowed me to tier match to the same tier with MGM on a future visit, which benefited us during multiple visits to Atlantic City this summer. A plan that led to a plan that led to a plan. I'm getting ready to leave tomorrow, actually, to spend some time in Las Vegas. I'm going because a good friend's wife invited me to surprise him there for his 50th birthday. Due to her work schedule, Mrs. TRG won't be joining us, so in planning this trip, I'm dividing my time between the MGM brand and the Caesars brand. This will maximize my use of comps. I'm also planning to make sure that I reach diamond status with Caesars again for next year as part of this trip, which shouldn't be a problem, should work out fine during this visit. In fact, depending on how the trip goes, I may be positioned to make a run at reaching the next tier, which is called Diamond Plus, before the end of this year, which would extend into next year, and which would give me additional benefits all next year as well. My money spent at MGM, as well as my gambling, will hopefully, in combination with the MLife credit card, position me to stay at their third tier for the next year as well. As a bonus part of my plan for this trip, I'll be visiting the Wynn Casino to tier match to their third tier. Honestly, we are not close enough to their properties, to the Wynn properties, to really use that brand much. But after the tier match, they will give me a celebration dinner this year, and a celebration dinner next year, and a spa credit that we will try to use when we visit Las Vegas as a couple over the holidays this year. I'm going to get a lot of dollar value in comps just for strolling up the strip, showing them my MGM and Caesars cards, which are both third tier, and getting put in the third tier of their system. I think you can see that when I talk about the importance of planning your gambling, I'm talking about more than just how you approach a specific table, game, or visit to a single casino. I'm talking about planning key parts of the entire process. Boxer Mike Tyson famously paraphrased a military general when he said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. That is true, but as it relates to the game of casino gambling, you're going to get punched in the face from time to time. But if you plan well, that punch won't hurt much, and you will punch back plenty because you took the time to plan. To extend the metaphor to an absurd degree, if I get punched in the face for $50, and I punch the casino back at the next table for $75, and I punch their hotel and comp system for hundreds of dollars, I won the fight. 
We need to plan to win the fight. Big thank you to Gabriel for the excellent prompt. Let me extend all of you the offer to use me as a thought partner, as Gabriel did, either to plan your approach to a specific table gaming session or an entire visit to a gambling destination like Las Vegas or Atlantic City. I'll be happy to spend some time with you by way of a video call to plan things exactly to your specific needs. And I'll do that at my friends and family consulting rate. And for the first few people to take advantage of that offer, I will also provide a private and custom version of my app for tracking casino transactions. Okay, next on our battle plan is a moment of casino wisdom. I have a new casino wisdom for you today. Casino wisdom number 55 is very simple. Always check your chain. Casino wisdoms are phrases that remind us of actions to be taken in casino situations. These are based off of experience with casinos and knowledge of how casinos work. In fact, Fred the Podcast email bot will send you a link to download the complete list of all the casino wisdoms and the episode where I introduce them if you send me an email and put the two words get wisdom in the subject line. Today's wisdom certainly applies to things like making sure you get paid correctly at the casino cage, or when changing large denomination chips into smaller ones at a table game. But I want to share with you how this casino wisdom actually came about because it is a much more specific application of this wisdom. Longtime listeners know that for years I used a slot strategy I developed to turn free slot play given to me by a casino into cash in my pocket. About four years ago, I developed and started testing another slot strategy that we have used to continued success. And yes, back to Fred, I wrote the strategies down in an ebook, and if you put the words slot tactics in an email, Fred will send you a link to download that book. As a result of using and testing these strategies, I often get some coins when I cash the slip that the slot machine prints out. About three years ago when cashing a slip, I noticed that one of the pennies the change machine spit out looked a little different. I took a closer look at it and it was a 1901 Indian head penny. In fact, when I looked at the other coins in my hand, I noticed that another of the pennies was from 1946. When I got home, I checked to see if the coins had any significant value. The 1946 coin wasn't worth much more than face value, but the 1901 coin was worth between $1.50 and $2.50, depending on the buyer, the condition, the grading, the da, 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 I'm not a coin expert. Let's call it $2. So while the machine gave me a penny, the slot machine gave me a penny, the change machine gave me a penny, the penny was worth a couple of dollars. In that moment, I realized I needed to always check my change for coins of value. Since that time, I found a variety of older silver quarters that are worth much more than face value, an old buffalo nickel, and a variety of other old coins. I've made a practice of keeping any real silver coins, as well as any coins from before my birth. Anything older than me, I tend to keep. I keep them in a crown royal bag in the safe. Odds are the value of these coins is only going to go up. This is extra value that I'm saving for the future from living my casino combat lifestyle. This casino wisdom reminds me, and perhaps all of you, to always check your change. Next up, last week's travels and the results for the month. 
As I mentioned earlier, I'm getting ready to leave for Las Vegas, and as a couple, we just did a long overnight trip for my wife's birthday, so I stuck pretty close to home last week. Early in the week, Mrs. TRG had work and social commitments that were going to keep her busy into early evening, so when my workday ended, I stopped at my local casino for a free bet, a parking comp, and a food comp. I played two winning slot machines, taking in almost a third of a day's pay on those wins. I spent some time experimenting with and understanding don't betting at a craps table, which was very fine until it wasn't. I had a couple of winning and losing blackjack tables. I spent some time talking with Gabriel. I was thinking about taking my modest win and leaving when who should appear at my elbow to buy me a drink but longtime ally and friend of the podcast, The Walking Wikipedia. He and I played some blackjack and won some money, and now aware that I needed to kill some time before driving, I decided to spend some time at the craps table once again. A craps table where each person who touched the dice made me some money. I think I've told you the story of a young Mrs. TRG telling me to never leave the table when you are winning no matter what. If I've not, if I haven't done that, someone email me and I'll tell you that story. In any event, I ended up getting a text asking where I was since I wasn't home when she arrived. I sent her a picture of chips stacked in the rack on the craps table. I finished the evening up just over three days pay. Nice day, nice win, nice way to kind of pick some stuff up on the end of the month. Later in the week, still in the month of September, I stopped at the horse track for cookware for my son's Airbnb and some free slot play. And then I stopped at my local casino to pick up a fleece jacket as an appreciation gift, a much better gift than the $5 in free slot play from last month, by the way. I also got another free bet, some free slot play, and a parking comp. I did a little gambling at the craps table with Gabriel, which quickly didn't go well. This was followed by a blackjack table, which was such a quick exit on the negative side that I didn't even get any points for it. My card was still sitting on the table waiting for the pit boss when I was done and off the table. I was still way up for the week from my previous visit, so I hit one more blackjack table before leaving. I often talk about being prepared with the right bankroll to handle multiple splits and doubles when playing blackjack. This table provided an illustration and validation of that idea. With a two-unit bet in the circle, I received a pair of fours, and the dealer had a five showing. That is a basic strategy split, which I did. I received a 10 on the first hand for a total of 14. On the second hand, my second card was a four, which is another split, so I'm in for six units at this point. The next card was a seven, which combined with the four is 11, which is a double. So now we're another two units. I was dealt a six to finish that hand with 17 total. I got an ace on the third hand, which is again a double, and my next card was a three for a total of 18. Not exactly great hands to have a total of 10 units wagered on. Fortunately, the dealer busted with four cards and I got paid on all five wagers. I colored up and left a short time later with a profit of two days pay for that table. And with the earlier losses, a win of just over a day's pay from gambling for the day. Plus a nice jacket and an addition to my son's business ventures. We finished the week with a quick visit to our local casino as a couple. Our parking was comped. We each received a comped brunch. I picked up a set of glassware from my son's Airbnb. We played a little blackjack waiting for an American football game to start. I lost just a little tiny amount of, my, of money. My wife won some money, but admittedly less than I lost, so she didn't cover quite cover my loss. But combined the two, and it's a trivial accounting entry in the app to start the new month. We had a couple of discounted drinks at the bar thanks to my third tier status with this casino and watched the local football team win their game. We did lose some money and that money counts as a casino combat gambling loss, but the visit also counts as a casino combat gambling win. If I had taken my wife to a nice brunch anywhere outside the casino and then had drinks while watching sports, 
with a stop at a big box store for glasses on the way home, we probably would have spent half day's pay at least, maybe more. And I wouldn't have told you about any of it, and it wouldn't have ended up in the app as a as a much larger negative number. That would have been a negative number in our life, but it wouldn't have been a negative number for the podcast. Instead, the brunch was comped, the glasses were free, and the drinks were half of what we would have paid anywhere in town. And as a couple, we finished the afternoon with a lot more money in our pocket than if we had done these same things outside the casino. That's a casino combat win. All right, so how did the month of September 2021 end up from a winning and losing point of view? Normally, this is where I tell you about bragging versus sharing real results and why I'm doing this. And I tell you not to be impressed by this. That's probably not a concern this month. And we can skip that. And once again, I've divided everything down to the if I earned a dollar a day standard to make this easy to follow. Whatever you earn a day, multiply all the numbers I'm going to share by that amount to see where this would fit in your life. I will break it all down for you, but bottom line, the final line, by the standard of casino combat with comps and gifts, we had a losing month, both cash and benefits combined. Take all that together, $1.24 gone for the month. Take what we lost and what the casino gave us. We have a little more than a day's pay that we are poorer for the experience. But the benefit of having excellent records to review is that I can look back over the month and see why this happened. And boy, we are going to get to the why in just a minute. Let me give you the raw numbers, but there is a lot of nuance buried in the details. From gambling at table games, we lost, I hate to even say this, we lost $5.34 on the $1 a day scale. Over five days pay lost on table games. We took losses at 35 blackjack tables and won money at 20 blackjack tables. That ratio is really, really upside down. But keep it in mind, put one of those podcast marks on that thought. We will come back to it in just a minute. We lost 91 cents playing slots, making this just the fifth losing month out of 17 over the course of the podcast. And this loss, of course, was generated using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos. We won money on eight slot machines and lost money on five, which is a solid and expected ratio. Again, I'll talk more about that in a minute as well. We received 42 cents in free slot play and won 22 cents in cash from it using TRG slot strategy number one. Basically, this is right in line with expectations, taking out in cash half of what we are given. That's what I expect that slot strategy to produce. We had a very low set of expenses this month at just $1.14. On a profit and loss after expenses basis, we are out a whopping $7.17. On the other side of the ledger, we received $3.42 in comps, $0.26 in match bets, $0.83, almost one day's pay in free bets, and $0.57 in gifts. As I've said, add it all up and we are out just over a day's pay in value. But I also said that in looking over the details here, there is a lot of nuance. Nuance that is only visible because of the quality of record keeping we are able to do. First up, we started the month having comped rooms and meals taken away from us when we were asked to leave a casino a full day early. In our opinion, backed by our record keeping, this was wrong and unfair. A grievance has been filed with the State Gaming Commission. They have agreed to do an investigation, and the results of that investigation are still pending at this point. Often, a losing evening is followed by a winning day. We will never know if another day of gambling would have been a winning or a losing one, 
but I can tell you from the numbers that if, if you add in the comps we didn't get, the room rate, resort fees, and meals, that 100% would have happened. We'd already been given those comps in terms of what was in the app and available. Give us those comps back. We have a winning month instead of a losing month on a full casino combat lost versus received basis. So that's nuance one. Nuance two. I took my wife to dinner at a very nice restaurant for her birthday. That restaurant is one of our favorites and it just happens to be in a casino. We counted it as a casino expense for the purposes of this podcast. That expense was almost two-thirds of our casino expenses for the month. If I'd taken my wife to dinner on her actual birthday at a nice restaurant in her hometown, it isn't part of the podcast or the podcast expenses, and once again, we are very close to a winning month. Nuance three, and I guess I'll call it three and a half, about those table games losses, those very large table game losses, and the ratio of winning to losing blackjack tables. Of the $5.34 lost playing table games, $4.44 of it was lost gambling for education at a craps table. Craps isn't really part of my casino combat techniques. I don't claim to be an expert at craps or to have sorted out a working craps system yet. From feedback, there are listeners who enjoy hearing about my experience learning the game of craps. It's part of the podcast for that reason, but the results are really not casino combat results. Take out the money lost learning to play craps, and in some cases, honestly, just having fun with Gabriel. And again, this is a winning month. Add in the comps we didn't get, take out the expensive dinner, take out the craps. It's a nice win for the month. Oh, and that ratio of winning and losing blackjack tables? Time after time, we left the tables with tiny losses of less than 33 cents a day, or less than 33 cents on the earn a dollar a day scale, often less than 16 cents. And likewise, multiple times we left with wins of more than $1.50 on the same scale. The details behind the ratio of winning and losing tables shows we are very, very good at using our positive and negative exit points. We managed our blackjack very well this month. I honestly just didn't manage my craps well. I honestly just screwed that up and I've got to fix that. And that's where the problem this month occurred. Nuance four. Our lost playing slot machines comes down to one machine for Mrs. TRG. It hit a bonus when it needed to with a big bet and it didn't pay out. It happens. But the month comes down from a slot machine point of view to one machine and one payout. On the non-gambling side of the ledger, our free slot play, free bets, and gifts were all very solid this month. All where I'd like to see them. The big takeaway from the month for me after reviewing the numbers and I said this just a minute ago, is that I need to spend less time at craps tables learning the game. This was a very solid month doing what I know works. It should have been a winning month. In reality, using the casino combat techniques, it was a winning month. I just screwed it up. Okay, we have a real treat next in the virtual VIP lounge. Let's go have a drink and talk to East Coast Emissary. A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the Virtual VIP Lounge, the most must-listen-to moment in podcasting each and every week. We have the best virtual everything virtually all the time. I've got a lot of work and traveling to do today, so for now, I'm just going to enjoy some local bottled, handcrafted, artisanal water while I share my conversation with ECE with you. All right, everybody, we uh, we have a real uh, a real fun opportunity here. Um, ECE, the East Coast Emissary, Inner Circle member, fourth to the ring. Uh, took some took some time to join me today in the virtual VIP lounge, and uh, 
really appreciate that. He's been uh, a significant contributor to the podcast since since early this summer. So, ECE, thanks for joining me today. We really appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I uh, get a lot out of your podcast, so uh, any contribution I consider to be uh, the least I could do. Oh, that's, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You've done a lot for all of us. Um, so I know that you do some gambling in the Poconos. You've shared some results with the, with us in the past about how things have gone for you. Um, and as I was kind of sharing with you off air, I'm not sure I even realized there was gambling in the Poconos. So I thought maybe you could, for people like me, kind of fill us in, you know, how many casinos are there? Are they large? Are they small? Any national brands? What do the table limits look like? Just kind of your general sense of gambling in in that region in North America? Well, it started out, uh, obviously, Atlantic's, well, yeah, it started out with Vegas, and then uh, Atlantic City opened up, and uh, all the Pennsylvania gamblers were just going to Atlantic City, and Pennsylvania said, hey, we have this big opportunity to, uh, you know, generate tax revenue, jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So started giving licenses to uh, various bidders and they have a require a, a, a distance requirement uh, so you can't put them next to each other so there's no group that you can go to uh, maybe uh, maybe the hour away unless and, and and I think Philadelphia is an exception where they have them a little bit because there's more population so um, the casino that I frequent we um, we have some property up in the Poconos and uh, so uh, and actually I've been neglecting that property because uh, I just have more stuff to do in Jersey and whatever. So, I've, but now I use that casino as an incentive for me to check up on the property because I know I'm going to take a side trip to the uh, casino and I'll make something fun out of it, not just uh, some uh, check on the property thing and do do work around the uh, the property. So, uh, got it. Well, that's what it is. Um, it was a uh, an old uh, resort. Uh, the Mount Airy Casino was a resort. It's golf, golf based. And once they applied and, and got the license, they were able to uh, um, do that. It kind of looks like the Overlook Hotel in uh, The Shining, if you if you know. That oh, movie. okay. Because yep, <laughs> it's in the middle of uh, nowhere and it's there's mountains around it. It's kind kind of a neat uh, old place like that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so table limits, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I find yeah. very similar. You know, there's so much competition in Atlantic City that they often have to cut each other's or undercut each other, the casinos, versus there's not up in the Poconos. That's the one and only place within, you know, 40, ah. 50 miles. So they can charge, you know, I, I, I guess I think the table limit's around 15. Okay. Um, which, you know, I'm above that. Uh, not right. much, but uh, um, I can easily go in Atlantic City and get a $10 table uh, in off hours. The gamblers are, I guess they bust them in, a lot, a lot of them. And and I think it's seasonal, too. In the, in the summertime, there's a lot, uh, it's a lot more demand. And in the uh, colder weather, then uh, I think uh, there's a, it's not so crowded, you know. Uh, so for, for us, it worked well. You know, my lovely wife uh, and I, we were on the way home, didn't take any... Uh, extra time out of our trip for, uh, and we stopped and we, we, we had lunch at Guy Fieri's. Oh, uh, so versus McDonald's, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. You know, we, yeah. we, we, we enjoy that lifestyle as you would say. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, 
so how did the gambling go? I, 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 I well, didn't have something to share, but uh, how, so how well, was it? I, I, I got the system uh, to um, oh, uh, always be grinding down pretty well now. And uh, I use that. And what it proves to me is no system can overcome a lucky dealer or or an unlucky player, you know, and, and basically um, even the, the players around me were getting wiped out. The dealer was just lucky. And if you, you go in and you just but on the flip side, it gives you the exit. So in the past, before any systematic approach that that now I'm using, I would have just lost my entire bankroll. You know, just kept betting and betting, yeah. betting and, you know, and betting upward. You know, I, I would always increase, you know, uh, press my bets to infinity until that infinity comes. And then you that takes a big chunk down versus right. we limit it in, in uh, the system. So uh, so I lost, but I didn't I, I didn't lose as much on the flip side. Or, or uh, Finally, I we walked out of as we're walking out. I said, let me just put my card into uh there's a slot machine called All Aboard. You familiar with that? I'm not familiar with All Aboard. No. Great. Try it. It's, a, it's very okay. popular. Uh, great machine. So uh, I did your slot machine strategy. Started at the lowest level. I'm at the highest level, not really winning anything. And wouldn't you know, I hit one of those bonus rounds where it just spins itself and wound up uh, not, you know, having recouped. Or let's let's put it another way. I I at least doubled my buy-in at the slot machine. So nice. uh, I walked nice. out of the casino with a little recovery. And in your terms, I would lost maybe three, three quarters of a day's pay. So, okay. so that's, well, and it's nice when, when one tool isn't working, one of Gabriel's things is always, you know, have multiple tools in the toolbox, have multiple golf clubs in the golf bag. It's, it, it's nice that if blackjack didn't go particularly well on this particular day, okay so you limited your losses and on the way out you you picked up something else and boy it's nice when you make those bigger spins and and you get into those bonuses and it just sits there and 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 cranks and cranks and cranks i know oh, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and um you know and to walk away like your strategy says when you when you get something you're up a certain percent just get out and that's what we did and so i have some more ammunition for the next uh, trip right because because when you run out when you run out of money then you're done until you get more money. And that's what we always <laughs> want to try to avoid uh, that traditional uh, gambler's ruin scenario where you don't have enough money left to make, uh, to make the next bet. So that's, I mean, that's never, never have tried and, and you know that, but never tried to say we're going to win every time, you know, we can win the month, we can win the year, you know, every once in a while, it's not going to go our way. And, and we always got to know that too, of course, mm. but uh so one of the one of the things, you know, my middle my middle son, the uh, the mad scientist, one of the things he suggested um, after the interview with Gator Gambler was that uh, he'd be real interested in hearing um, people that have done a lot of this, hear, hearing their answer to a question. And, and his suggested question was, what advice would you give someone just starting their gambling journey? Um. The advice, I, I, I like, uh, you know, I like where I landed on the web when I, you know, started to listen to your podcasts. And, and this, this always be grinding system 
it just fits my personality and it's <laughs> i just i just like it you know and 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 to see the stacks and the graphical i've been practicing at home a lot with quarters and uh so to just see the stacks and know like at the very instant how you're doing i mean i never knew that before yeah uh, the other thing i i, I don't I think you'd need a better title. I'm not suggesting you change it, but it's really trap your wins. Because when you get a good win, you're putting it in a stack that you're not going to touch. And that's a, that to me is so brilliant. You know, I, I that you're going to walk away with, with at least something because you trapped your wins. It's, it's so that's Excellent. my, that, that's my, uh, uh, and, and you do it for fun and entertainment, you know, right. and uh, that's how, that's how we view it. Uh, my lovely wife and I, that's how we view it. We go down to AC about once a month. They comp us for lodging and meals. So, uh, and we have beautiful views of the ocean uh, and we have a great time, you know, yep. win or lose, win or lose. Yep. We have a great time. So. Well, and, and, and that's obviously part of the reason that, that, that I'm in it because we enjoy going those places and doing those things and, and having those amenities. I, and I, I, I do, you know, uh, you you are certainly willing to uh, more than welcome to call it the trap your wins system, uh, if that if that resonates with you more. I, I'm just thrilled to hear that uh, that the explanation was decent enough that you were able to grab it and 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 figure it out. And yeah, I always you know as you know I, I call those those stacks my abacus because I I like mm-hmm. it. I can just look at it and 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 know what's there. So. Uh, now, trap your wins. Yeah, I kind of like. I got to ask you a question. Okay. You have two systems. Which one do you got? What's your go-to system? Um, I I I use system two, the always be grinding system. Almost all the time, uh, it it fits regional gambling better for me, um, and for me to do what I do. It it where I'm, you know, as I've shared, if, if I go to casino one or if I go to my home casino that's it if they've got four blackjack tables open on thursday night those four tables are it and if one of those tables is at a hundred bucks and i'm not carrying that kind of cash okay i got three tables now and and it that's what it was built for whereas um system one uh it's more built for hit and run blackjack so i might do that if I'm just wandering the strip in Vegas or something like that, where I can go Caesar's property, Caesar's property, Caesar's property. Oh, let me cross the street over here and do some gambling on an MGM card and get some, get some points there. And, Oh, I'm getting ready to go see this show. So uh, we're going to see it at New York, New York, but let's pop down to Tropicana and get some, my choice points there where I can kind of easily bounce table to table, brand to brand. I, I may go back to system one because I built, I built system one for that kind of environment, but most of my play, most of my action um, is, is with system two with the always be grinding system. And um, then more and more now that I've got it all because kind of, it's all out there now. It's all out in the world. It's all out on the web, all the pieces. Um, as I talked about last week, and I understand that you haven't heard last week's episode yet because T-Rex is just getting ready to push the publish button in another half hour or so here. But uh, 
I incorporate uh, System 3, the Meta Martingale, a lot. And certainly a lot more now that I can just describe it that way as part of the podcast, where some, some small losses, I increase my unit size, I increase my buy-in, I still wager the same way at the table, but I've got a big enough bankroll built up over time that I'll increase my unit size. I'll martingale from table to table, which is system three layered on top of system one or system two. So that's a great question. But that's kind of my my play style currently is is system two because I'm kind of locked in on properties. I do a lot of the regrouping. You know, uh, Mrs. TRG and I settled in um, in our most recent overnight. We settled in at a table and we just regrouped back into the same table because it was a busy Friday night. It was later in the evening. Everything was kind of full. And if if she was going to drop out, she'd drop out for part of a shoe. You know, and then we'd regroup her back to the right stack. However, that made sense money-wise. And sometimes I'd get to the point where it's like, oh, that's a positive exit. I'm not going to lose any more of this. Let me put that in the vest pocket. Let me sit out a little bit. Let me record that win in the app, but now I'm going to be right back in the same chair. So that's, that's kind of my approach to things. Yeah. That's what I'm on my four buy-ins in uh, Mount Airy. That, that's uh, what I wound up doing only because I'd sit down at an, an empty seat and I'd see the player with a 14 and the dealers has a six showing, take a hit. I said, I cannot play at that table. <laughs> I just, I, it would frustrate, I, you know. Uh, I, I, so I wound up going back to the same table with the hot dealer who kicked my butt. But uh, that's the way it goes. Right. Well, and that's, uh, that's, that's kind of walking Wikipedia's thing, right? His thing is that if, if you're going to be, regardless of whether you intellectually know that other people's play doesn't impact yours, if others people people's play annoys you or creates that that negative emotion, it's going to impact your play. It's going to impact your decision making. And I think I'd rather go back to the deal that it was hot and see if a new shuffle of the cards changes that <laughs> than than sit there and play with somebody that's that's annoying. Exactly. I I, I didn't even. I just got up. I sat down and was starting to get my cash out and then i said no i cannot i can't play here and i wound up at the uh, back at the same table yep yep i uh, i i know how that goes and i certainly i certainly know that feeling um all right so anything uh you know as i said to uh to g squared i i'm i'm not super experienced with interviewing people can you think of something that uh that i should have asked that i didn't or something you wanted to share that i didn't give you a good prompt for no, I, I kind of interjected uh, what I, I, I took some notes. I, you know, I wanted to put in that trap your win thing. I think that that's uh, that I think is better euphemistically stating what it's like, um, be, because and, and quite frankly, you, you on the, uh, the the system two the grinding system, you start to get. Uh, on the negative side, on the aggressive side, and you're doubling, and and you lose those, you're out almost as fast as system one. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's no, very it, true. Yeah, you wind up out anyway, so uh, uh, it's not you, you know you get more play obviously, but uh, if you, you like I said, no betting system can overcome bad luck. 
<laughs> right. Well, just and, later. You know, it's, it's real common in in a variety of, of online groups where people talk about these things. Somebody invariably pops in and says, every system is great till it's not. You know, every system, every system works till it doesn't. Right. And that's true. I, you know, I, I see the goal as trying to to uh, make sure the the do works are, are higher than the don't works as mm-hmm. much as possible and that's you know we're ne- we're never going to win it all you know but uh, yeah. but over right. time you're going to let your your win you know your winnings run and you're going to limit your losses right that's a winning and, combination and yeah. then we take and then we take all the free stuff and we take you all know, the free stuff they, oh, yeah. I, yep, yep. you know la- last month was great because while we only won a little bit of cash after expenses we got given thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of food meals shows stuff okay so we only want a few hundred after paying the bills the bills were significant and the free stuff was <laughs> 10 times the the amount of the money we won but that's all wins if you don't buy the steak dinner you just won the steak dinner from my point of view that's fantastic yeah but, uh, all right well excellent thank you so much for uh for coming in and and joining us in the virtual vip lounge i really appreciate it i know i've said it lots of times but uh we all really appreciate you taking the time to turn those those words into diagrams that people can can download and and actually visually take a look at things that's been great so thank you so much for being our guest today we really appreciate it and as i've told you privately it's an open invitation you know send me a text shoot me an email anytime you'd like to join me again We would love to have you. It's absolutely been great. Thank you very much. Pleasure was all mine. There you go. Thanks again, ECE. As I said to him, I like the label, Trap Your Wins for TRG Wagering System 2. It's a good description of what that wagering system does, and you are certainly welcome to call it that if you prefer. Okay, I'm off to Las Vegas, everyone. I'll start telling you about that trip the next time we talk. Promise, guarantee. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host, but don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening.